Amen. You guys, let's pray. Bow your heads. Father, I just pray. I thank you for each and every person here. But I want to. I want you to pray, and I want you to believe, and I want you to receive. Uh, as we've been preaching about holy fire, that you may be the only fire that's standing between the enemy and your children. And no matter how small you may feel, how weak you may feel, your fire is keeping the enemy from overtaking them. Just like Pharaoh chasing the children of Israel, there's this fire that God had. And your, your simple prayer, as tired as you may be and as, as unwelcome to the things that, uh, that, that may be that seem like, how am I helping anything? But thanks be to God that what you do know is enough. Jesus said, if your faith was as a mustard seed, if, if I can just get you to keep up, Lord, thank you for waking me up this morning. And Lord, just thank you for giving me another breath. You know, if I, just that right there is, is, is keeping a lot generations in your family like you don't even know so I, I pray over you and be strengthened in the name of Jesus be encouraged that everything that seems like it's going against you it cannot take away that the name of Jesus that the name that's above every name and that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess think about the fire of God think about how much that fire is growing to begin to stop whatever attack and assignment that that is coming against you or against your family because you just refuse to just stop and give in because you refuse to say I give up and I quit even if it's just simple Jesus the name of Jesus if that's all you've had this week if that's the only good that has risen out of you let let me just in, in, encourage you that that good has kept alive dreams visions and purposes now they say about addictions that what happens with addictions and especially in, in the area of pornography that it hijacks the mind and, and I, I just want you to be in agreement with me right now in Jesus name that every person and everyone and, and even including ourselves that we've tried to talk to and encourage what we tried to do is we tried to talk to a hijacked mind can you just agree with me right now that everyone whose mind has been hijacked by either a chemical or, or pornography or relationship whatever it is by disobedience I pray right now selfishness greed father I pray in the name of Jesus that their mind is being released be, begin to begin to be released the hostages right now that they will have a sound mind that they'll be able to think the things of God think what we believe in them and father God that their mind will no longer be hijacked and their their neurons father God are not being are gravitating to this thing but it's gravitating back to having the mind of Christ I thank God for an awakening right now in the name of Jesus I know it's just a few of us but the Bible says where two or more gather together in his name there he is in the midst I mean you're trying to talk to someone who has been completely blind has been completely manipulated by the thing that they've been in but in Jesus name 
they shall be a blessing they shall be blessed in a city blessed in a field blessed going in blessed going out they are not a failure they are not a waste father god i pray in jesus name as the fire of god stir up in every one of us in this room tonight lord god that not only are we keeping the enemy at bay but we're tearing down everything that he hijacked and loved ones family members fathers who have not stood up and taken care of their responsibility we call them out of that hijacking in the name of jesus mothers who've not taken care of their responsibility we call them out of that hijacking in the name of jesus father god we pray that minds that have been hijacked by drugs and alcohol we pray that it comes down in the name of jesus that they are being rescued father god from that hostage situation that hostage mentality that father god that they are being free and who the son is set free is free indeed that their mind is going to target being a blessing target the sobriety lord god and i call and you answered father i called you answered lord god made it clear lord that you'll never leave us or forsake us Father, we're here, and, and Father, some of us have run out of things to pray. We think that thing that we're saying over and over again is meaningless. Father God, that has kept the very flame and Holy Spirit of God burning and burning and burning. That kept people from quitting. That kept people from committing suicide. That has kept loved ones from going off the deep end. That's kept minds intact, Lord God. I thank you in Jesus' name that we're not getting up. We're reestablishing our grip in the name of Jesus. We're reestablishing our whole, Lord God, that we hold fast to our professions of faith, that, Lord God, that you are coming in and causing rivers to be in the very desert. And, Lord God, we praise you for it. We thank you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could even ask or think. Thank you, Lord God, for encouraging us tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We feel like, God, I've done all I know to do. It just feels like it's not working. But I thank you, Jesus, for reminding me just my looking in your direction caused the Father to run with open arms and hug and, and love on us and put the ring of authority and throw the robe all over us, Lord God. That very little bit, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for for your grace and your mercy that endures forever, that follows us. I want you to put one hand over your heart. Father, we just pray. I pray for, for our bodies tonight, Lord God. Pray for any, any ailments and sicknesses, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. If we're hurting in any area of our lives, even in our minds and mentally, Lord God, I, I just pray for a supernatural uh, anointing to touch us right now, uh, bring forth healing and, and comfort in our bodies. Father God, rest to our minds. I just pray that the mind has a responsibility that when we lay down, it is to lay down too. Hey, pray, Father God, in Jesus' name that the mind will, will take a, a Sabbath tonight and rest and, and quit trying to run when we are trying to lay down. I thank you, Father, for peaceful sleep. Thank you, Lord God, for just healing, that by your stripes we're healed. We believe according to Daniel 10 and 12, you heard us as we prayed, and we believe it is done and so. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. You guys may, we just thank you 
for your word that I deliver it as an empty vessel, Lord God, to honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 As we were praying and, and even throughout our day-to-day to say that, you know, even just the smallest of of faith is greater than the greatest attacks. Amen. Just to be able to put your faith in there and say, God, uh, this is all I got. All right. Because there are days, I don't know about you guys, there are days I don't always feel like I'm at my maximum preacher Christian ability. Amen. Uh, maybe there's only a couple of us like that, but we someday we'll get like the rest of you who are always on it all the time and always got it together. Man, you're so fired up for Jesus. But there are just those days where you're feeling like, man, you know, I'm, things are just, just not working out. But, but God is just telling you to stay in there because in this world, he says, you're going to have tribulation. God is not a motivational speech. He says, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. So if you're in me, no matter what comes against you, you're going to overcome that. Right. That's that's the victorious part of it is that I'm in Christ. And even though this comes to me, I'm going to overcome it. All right. That's this is where you got like like even in in traveling the schools and and speaking at schools and the the little boys who you can tell the little ones that they will point out to me before I get up there, especially in elementary classes. uh, When I go do they'll point at the little boys that they say, you watch that one going to do something bad like they'll they'll target them. And they'll say that to me, like, and I'm thinking, thank you for the motivational speech before I do the motivational speech. And sure enough, that would be the one kid that come up to me and tell me that, man, my grandmama said somebody was going to come and say something encouraging to me today. Like, it would be the one that may act the worst with them, but that would be the day that they would come up and respond that somebody showed up that they said that their grandmother was praying for them to show up, right? So keep believing. Keep believing. Somebody's coming. Someone's in the way. Someone's in there. You can't be with your family or kids all the time, but you can, your faith and spirit will go with them everywhere that they go. And that's a power, powerful thing about believing God. So, but we cannot keep our enemies from showing up, but we can keep them from showing us around. So that's the big thing. Like the enemy can show up, but don't let him show you around. Don't let him take you on a tour because what is he going to take you on a tour on? Everything you've messed up in the past. See, back here is where you messed up. This is why the enemy showed up because you made this mistake. Anybody ever thought you had a problem that came in your life because you had a past mess up? All right. Okay, I'm the only one. Okay, this is good. So I'm the only sinner in this room that has had these issues happen, right? Because you start to believe that because of what you did previously, that's why you're having problems now. But Jesus said, when I forgave you, your sins are as far as the east is from the west. You're having problems because the devil hates that you're doing good now. Not that you're doing bad because God also delivered you from your consequences of the past mistakes when you came to him. He has blessed you. He has delivered you. He's healed you. He's set you free. He's made us to be whatever you slipped at as parenting. Uh, I, I, you know, I want to believe I did a great job. Whatever mistakes with my kids, that's their mother's fault. But, but I did a tremendous job. Even though they give credit when they go off on people or have these thoughts where they not necessarily go off on people. What did you say that's where I get my... You said to me the other day, some thoughts of, it was something murderous or something like that. She goes, like, I know where I get that from, you. No, your mom, that's, your mama and her Bible was threatening people with that. 
right? You get that. But a part of, of, of that, because we understand that God is using us to be not only just leaders for our children, but also he's leading us to be protectors. And since we can't be everywhere, that means we got to walk in faith and be fired up. Put, put some coals on the fire, amen? Put, put, put word in you when you don't need it so it'll be there for you and your children when you do need it, right? You want to speak those things on there. So, so our enemy would love to take us around telling us this is why you're like this and this is why your kids are going to be like this. You had an anger issue when you were smaller, so your kids are going to have an anger issue. You, you, may, you had an addiction somewhere, and so your kids are going to have an addiction. It's all there, and he wants to show you around. You go like, no, I know you're going to show up, but I ain't going to let you show me around, right? See, because that's over. Those days are done. I'm free. God has delivered me. I don't have to be shown around. So we have to stop having an open house for problems to walk us through while pointing out what is wrong and what we're going to spend the rest of our life starting to decorate our failures. This is not going to let them decorate our failures. Not going to let them decorate that thing and make that thing look like it's cool. Well, you know, everyone in your family has had heart disease. It's your turn now. It's your turn for high blood pressure. It's your turn to lose your temper. It's your turn for that. It's like, no, I'm not, that's not the house. That's not the temple. That's not the mansion Jesus went away to prepare a place for me. He says, in my father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. He's not preparing that for me and my family, right? He's preparing me and my family to go over. So let your tribulations know that those things have been, have been moved out. Right? They've been, they've been taken off. Now, if, if, y'all are, if y'all are unlike us and our family, we like to collect things. Right? And, our, our, and I'm trying to include myself in that. But it's really not me. But the other members of my house like to collect stuff. Shoes and clothes that they ain't never going to wear again. But they got them. Call them just in case trash. But... You know, we got to carry that stuff because someday they get that Annie story start to work out in them. And they begin to collect things. What, what happens to, as, as a believer, is spiritually, if you're not careful, you'll start to collect the old and try to fit yourself back into those things, telling yourself you need them. And sometimes you just have to have spring cleaning, just clean it out so you're not coming back to those old ways again. So I was thinking about that when, I, when as we were praying about people's mind being hijacked and how they get caught up and, and, and they become addicted. And, and even though they can look at something, if, you, if you've ever been and, and some of my relatives that have died from drug addictions, they would look right at it and say, man, I need to stop this. This stuff is killing. They would say it, but they couldn't stop it. And we didn't know what to say because we didn't realize that in their mind, their mind, when they get alone, like we're bold right now. This, this ain't... This ain't the problem, right? This ain't the time where it's when we leave here. And when we have to be by ourselves and saved is when we struggle, is when we run in trouble. But you can go and say, God, I want to have my mind firing on the word of God and believing that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So everything God has given us is worth it. It's worth, the, it's worth his time and worth the effort of us believing. So Eve allowed the serpent. Remember the serpent came around? It didn't say he couldn't show up, but then he started to show her around. This tree ain't really that bad. This fruit isn't that bad. Look at it. The fruit looks good. 
It's got to taste good if it looks good. At that point, he's showing her an opportunity and he's showing her around. What we have to do is quit, keep that from happening, right? People that have gotten on our nerves, not y'all, only people that have gotten on my nerves because y'all apparently have no issues at all, but people that have done you wrong, right? We can't stop them from ever showing up, but we don't need to have them showing us around, Right? Right? Those loved ones, those people that, you know, I'm supposed to wear my pastor cloth around that have lied. And if Pastor Rita was here right now, she'd be, don't go any further. Like, she would start stopping, but she's not here. Can't stop me tonight. Y'all know, like, I don't know how she does it. Like, there are days I think she's more saved than I am. Because of that, because people come up and like, hey, and you know they just lied. And I'll be like, not today. You testing my gangster today, and I'm failing. And Pastor Rita go like, hey, how you doing? I was just praying for you. Me too. I, I had a whole different prayer. Right? And I will let that thing show me around long enough to where I'll be distant. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just talking about I know. He'll call anybody, so just let you know what you're working with. Because sometimes our motto needs to be me too. Love when people come up to me, Pastor, I got angry. Me too. Folks getting on my nerve. <laughs> right now, me too. Right? And so sometimes where it doesn't look like, and I'm not telling you I go around messing up and failing all the time. What I'm telling you is, but I do go through stuff. Right? And that's after I write the sermon. Lord, Jesus telling my kids to clean that, clean up their stuff. Come on, me too. Come on now. Me too. I'm trying, I, say, I told him, I said, look, y'all, I'm, I'm trying to be saved. But y'all making it hard. I, I really, I don't want to fight with y'all about the stuff I bought. But pick it up. Just pick it up. Just take trash out. It ain't my day. I, if you're breathing, it's your day. <laughs> right? It's, today is the day for salvation. Take the trash. I mean, I sit and then they, they pile it. They, I'm like, you took all that time to stack it up. You could have took it out. Y'all have to come over and visit how far the trash is from the back. It's to right here. Ain't my day. Ain't my day. I said, well, don't eat then. Ain't your day to eat then. But Pastor Rita think that's wrong. She think that's, 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 not, that's not Jesus. I bet they get hungry enough. They'll get the trash out. They eat out of the trash can. You get hungry enough. I've seen that on Nat Geo Wild. The wolves get hungry. So Miracle now can, Miracle knows when, which is I hate this now because she knows when I'm out of order. Uh, you know, settle down. <laughs> Just let it. You'll be all right. Get your hand off me. Put you out. Lock, change the locks. But the, apparently that's wrong. Apparently that's not good parenting. That's tribulation for me. But be a good cheer. The Lord has overcome the world. Right? That's what I'm supposed to say when they done made the Eiffel Tower, a trash at the house. Be a good cheer. I want to come home with food and just eat it in front of them. Don't even. 
but they mama cook, so it doesn't matter. So anyway, Luke chapter 15, verse 8 through 9. Here we go. So, so or what woman who has 10 silver coins and, and loses one of them does not light a lamp and sweep her house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls together her friends and neighbors to say, rejoice with me, for I have found my lost coin. All right. Isn't that what we do, right? We drop some money, we find it. Amen. We lose the remote right then and there. Get up and find it. It's whatever treasure. Look for it, right? She, she says, she sweeps and finds the treasure immediately, right? Gets up. So leave nothing lost. Don't let anything get lost. Don't let it stay lost. Because the minute you let something stay lost, it's easier to forget. So one thing we have to say at Duncanville High School, if you allow people to minimize your importance, it's a matter, just a matter of time before they minimize your existence. Right? you got to let it know that it's important to you. So sweep for your, your importance. Sweep for your self-awareness. Sweep for that. Right? And it's amazing in, in those times and those settings where I'm not supposed to preach, these types of messages come up and that people can grasp it and get a hold of it. Right? Sweep until all is returned, which means deal with the dirt, but don't let the dirt deal with you. Right? got to deal with that dirt. God deal with God sweep. God sweep because there is treasure there, right? Uh, God, I don't make enough money. Maybe you do. Maybe you spend too much. Amen. God, I want to increase. Okay, I want to decrease your store time. Okay, God, I want abundance. Okay, have some lack in those unnecessary purchases. How about that? How about that? I'm working on my house too. I'm not trying to do that with them as well. Right? It, again, what we're asking God for, we may already have, but we don't want to sweep there. We want to sweep somewhere else. We want to ride around and look for a bag of money. If I just had a bag of money, just a bag. Right? Anybody ever dream like, have y'all ever been poor enough to where, it's, okay, let me ask y'all something else because y'all are very, I mean, maybe I'm just, maybe I should be, okay, anyway. Have you ever dropped some money and not looked for it? Like, you didn't know how much fell. Maybe it was just some coins. Maybe it was one. Some of y'all have, right? You're just like, oh, I ain't, I'm too tired. Is it, is, it, is it the mortgage? Then I ain't bending over for it, right? Sometimes we don't want to reach for something we don't feel like it's necessary, right? The smallest thing going on in your life is worth being swept for. Right? It's worth the sweeping. It's worth that part because once you find it, you can kind of go back and go and rejoice with me for I have found the lost coin. She calls together her friends and neighbors to say, rejoice with me for I found my lost coin. Have you ever, when was the last time you called a neighbor because you found the quarter you dropped between the couch cushion? It's a rejoice, but when you find your child coming back when you find your hope coming back find your joy coming back find your peace coming back find your dreams keep sweeping for that when you find your mind coming back 
that I have the mind of Christ. So leave nothing lost. Don't let the dirt deal with you. Failure wins when we do nothing and allow dirt to cover the treasures of our life. So that's when failure wins. <laughs> like the, 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 little, the little kid in uh, Philadelphia that raised her hand, I do something stupid, and I said, does anybody, this is your chance to ask me any questions you want. At the end of a speech, I'm standing out in front. Little girl stood up and said, is everything big in Texas? I said, look at me. Obviously not. I've been there my whole life. Why can't you see, little Philadelphia girl, that everything ain't big in Texas? Stop reading those little, those little uh, ads, right? But my Dallas Cowboys is bigger than your Philadelphia Eagles. Just throwing that out there. Dropped dreams, purposes, goals, family members, and even faith is worth sweeping for until they are recovered and lived. Kids are waiting to find out, would you sweep for my dreams? Would you sweep for my purpose? Would you sweep for my goals? I don't know how to hold a broom. I don't, apparently a lot of kids don't know how to do it these days, but I don't know how to, I don't know how to do this. Can you sweep for me? That's why your faith may be the only fire standing between them and the enemy overtaking them. It's keeping your family sober, keeping your friends sober. Everything God has given us is worth sweeping. Romans eleven twenty nine. 29, he says that uh, the gifts and talents of God are without repentance. They're worth a sweep. You're not done. God is not done with you. It's worth the sweep. It's worth the message. I, uh, I, had a, I love it because elementary kids are so bold. She goes, Mr., I'm, I'm, I'm going to take your job one day. I said, you can have my job today. He said, I can't get out of class. Do your own work. I said, you came to me. You, you got up in my face about this little man. But he said, I'm going to get your job one day. He says, now I know what I want to be. He says, Mr., I can't, I don't, I get in trouble for talking in class every day. And you do a job that I can do. Love them. Love them. They're honest, Right. As we're adults, it's such a great speech. You're still talking. I said, don't put him in a corner. Quit putting him in ISS. Start telling him, place his gift in a place it can be used. All right? And I said, now you got to learn when to use your gift, little fella. And I said, there, then you can have this whole thing. Take on this whole job, right? So I said, again, got to see Jesus. Because all of them in elementary, they all say the same thing to me. You're a preacher, aren't you? Not because of what I said. In fact, the only thing they remember what I talk about is the time I took my family to Disneyland. They don't remember the speech. I remember that because I'm sweating and I carry a towel. And it looks like the pastors who carry a towel. And that's what they relate to. You a preacher, ain't you? Yes, I am. I knew it. I said, what, what did I say to make you? No, nah, you just sweating. Ain't that what preachers do? Love them. Love little kids. Little kids can see Christ when it's put before them. Keep praying. God's going to send people to show up in your kid's life and show up in your life, right? We got we to be in the look for that, right? So it says the gifts and callings are without repentance, which means they never end, even if they don't feel as good as they did at the beginning. A lot of people can get excited about the beginning. It's that middle where we struggle with right? A daily search is God's reward. Hebrews eleven six 6 says he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He's a rewarder of those who pursue him with all of their heart, soul, mind, and bodies. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 4 uh, through 7. I, I love this. 
It says, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace, you are saved and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show exceedingly riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. When the things of this world offer its arm to escort you through, through a situation, reject it and remind yourself that you are seated next to Jesus. I don't need an escort. I don't need an escort. This, this is one of the things my mother used when, when my, my last brother was murdered. And, and, and she said, I'm not, I can't let this escort me because I still got you guys to raise. She goes, I got to unhook from that, right? Because I still got sons to go. And if I get stuck here, that means that's going to open a door to take out another one. That's where you hear people say things happen in threes. Not if you stop it at one. It don't have to happen in threes. Just stop it at one. And she's looking at us and she said that to us. She goes, I get it. He died. We're going to grieve, but we're going to move as if you're going to live for the rest of your life. It's tough. So I figure if she can say that in that position, we can walk that in our lives. So when the things of this world that offer their arm, they want to escort you and, and tell you it's okay for you to be down and okay for you to be depressed. And I would say that just for a moment, but it's also okay for you to have joy. It's also okay for you to have peace. It's also okay for you to look in the mirror and say, I like that person right there. Say, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. That it's goodness and mercy. It follows me all the days of my life. So we are seated next to Jesus as a result of being raised up from our old life by his grace. So grace goes before us. Grace is that. People think says grace is unmerited favor. Grace is not a cover-up. Grace is something that goes before you. Grace exposes things. It used to be in the Old Testament you had to murder someone for it to be murdered. Now if you just hate someone... 1 John 3.15 says, if you hate someone, that's murder. It's the same, like, wait a minute. I, wait, I just hate them because I hate them. No, it says to love your neighbor. Love them and love those that are near you. So we are seated next to Christ. Grace goes before us to help us so that we don't fall into those pits. Uh, Jeremiah 29.11, and I know in my notes I wrote 19.11. I don't even know what 19.11 says, but I do know what Jeremiah 29.11 says the thoughts I have of you, thoughts of good and not of evil. I know those thoughts so that you'd have an expected end. What's an expected end? I want to do what God has called me to do so I can expect his end, right? I want to know the ending of what Christ has for my life as I believe God. As I was uh, witnessing to a person today and, and talking to him about, they were, they were like having some issues in their, in their marriage. And, and I was, you know, he says, I, I just always feel like I need to lie to my spouse. I'm like, that's not good. And I said, well, one thing you guys got to do, you guys need to get together and find out why you don't trust to tell her things that are going on in your life. I said, there's got to be a reason why you don't trust her. Y'all, I'm not talking about adultery, stuff like that. I'm talking about going to the convenience store. I'm like, and this don't sound right, but don't waste lying. That don't sound right, though, right? That's wrong, right? I mean, but y'all know what I'm trying to, Like, you want to save it for something bigger than... 
Coke Zero. I know, I know, Miracle. I know. I just see you starting to do that look your mom does. See, that's why we you're supposed to be in the nursery. Omar, we took you to the back. But what I what I meant was <laughs> what I, I I cleared. I tried to clear it up. I said just tell the truth all the time because I don't know what I just said. But but for that stuff. But but what happens is he says I get so nervous. I just say whatever. And I said no. You need to calculate your stuff you're not doing anything wrong but now she don't trust you she don't believe you right now you put yourself in a bad situation you let the enemy show up and now he's showing you around he's about to steal your relationship he's like okay that makes sense to me i said but you're not married to me you need to go fix that at your house right because again the enemy will tell you if you tell the truth that's going to make it worse John Wooden said the, the softest pillow is a clear conscience. Softest pillow is clear conscience. It is better to come out and speak it out openly than to get caught. Tell the truth, your mistakes become a part of your past. Tell a lie, they become a part of your future. They'll wait on you down the line. I'm so glad y'all are here tonight. This is helping me out. Revelations. Chapter 12, verse 10, and I heard a loud voice say it in heaven, now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ, for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Uh, Satan has accusations, right? Uh, I don't know about you guys, if you guys go back to your hometown, I got a friend that's going to meet us in Atlanta, guy I played baseball with for years. Before I started this part of my life, he can't wait to get with my family and tell them about me before Christ. What you got? He goes, he's got, I got stories. I said, okay. Well, that's what a lot of people like to do. They like to remember what you used to be. They, they love that. And he's, some of the stories are funny. Some of the stuff he was telling me, he reminded me of, I thought was funny that I couldn't believe I was. Dude, I was a loud person. I know that's hard to believe since I'm so quiet now, but I was even louder then. All right? And so there are times where people only can remember what you used to be and not what you are today. In fact, the one thing they say, remember when, and, and then when it comes to this part, are you still doing that preacher thing? But they can remember me with the temper. You know, when you're this tall, you got to have something else to add to your stuff just anger just angry just dream about lighting people's cars on fire just just anger just simple stuff you know just putting holes in all the tires just nothing big nothing big just a little simple stuff people will remember that about you what God remembers is that do you know how much you move me so there's a song, there's a long worship song that I have, and it's God singing to us. Do you know I saw when you had to give up all those, so, those same friends, I walked away from them because I wanted to walk toward God. I had to walk away from them, and I tell them, look, I don't want to play this. I don't want to be at this place one night and then trying to do this the next day. I want to be all in for God. He's got, he's got a plan for me, and I want to walk in it. But he's going to show up. He'll share some stories. Don't believe anything the kids come back and tell you. That's all y'all got to do is just don't believe it. 
His accusations don't deserve our conversations. The knowledge of Jesus setting us free is what keeps us from uh, shopping in our past for our identity. In John 8, 35 and 36, right, Amari, thank you. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will, you will be free indeed forever, right? Or freedom forever. Uh, Jesus said we will have trouble in this world, but trouble should never make us feel like we were sent back to the bondage of sin. It's the greatness of, uh, <laughs> of my stepfather who constantly answers the the question of, did you love all the kids the same? Did you love all of, of, of all six kids the same? And, and I love answering that question for him because he says, yes. You know, like, no doubt. I married her with six kids. I loved them all the same. I go, no, you know you love me better. I was the smallest one. I was the one you had to bend down the furthest to get. I was the youngest. You had to love me more. That only makes sense to me. His answer is constant. He's consistent. He says there was no other way to do it than to love everybody the exact same way. That's Christ-like. I experienced that in, in, in this world. How much more Christ does that for us? He says, you know, if you've been evil, know how to give good gifts to your kids. How much more does your heavenly father know how to give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So we want to give the Spirit of God to those who ask. That's part of our prayer as you go back. So God uh, dialed us on <laughs> that doesn't make sense what i'm about to read god dialed us on free indeed through jesus that sentence doesn't make sense i don't know what i was writing there and i can tell you under the what i was under i tell you what influence i was under i had gotten this great <laughs> this watermelon i found a good one and i'm sorry now Look, I know some of y'all are so holy, and y'all have been acting like, so since I'm the only sinner in the house, y'all just do what you got to do. Like, you can leave here and go, at least I'm better than that preacher, whatever. But I, this, the red of this watermelon just was hypnotic. Like, before I could even cut into it, I was, and I'm thinking, and when you bit it, it's, I'm talking about that kind of good where you don't know if you're drooling or if it's the juice, it's that good. Like, I want to go put on a swimsuit and just sit in the backyard and eat it. Okay, I think that's when I wrote that sentence. I have no idea what I'm trying to say there. God dialed us. Jesus dialed. Jesus dialed you. I don't know what that means. So, Pastor, if you get an interpretation, email everybody about it. Our circumstances don't have the authority to walk around to convince us what God has done doesn't work for us, right? It doesn't, your circumstances can't convince you that what God has done for you doesn't work for you. It's free. It's free, right? So again, even when we use the little statement, not everybody who's in your circles, in your corner, I think you were the first one I saw that from Trent Shelton. I think it was on your your social media page, I think you were the first one I saw that. I think I've been using that for the longest time. But the devil will try to run around with you, but he ain't going to be there for you when you get punched. Punched in the face. Last analogy. Have you ever been in a fight and you got punched first? Anybody? Um, <laughs> man, I picked the wrong crowd. Y'all ain't been through nothing, man. Y'all the holiest group of people ever. Well, 
I used to have to get punched first so the fight could start. Like I needed to taste that blood. I need to shark, right? Like I like to fight. Like I'd just be in it. But once I got hit, then my eyes. Y'all ever heard that before? Where somebody get hit? Like, bro, have you ever heard that before? Like, okay, this, just, the rest of y'all, I don't even care. Just, just you and I. They they can't get into it until. They get hit. Like they say, the person not in the game till they take a punch. And sometimes believers, we're so busy running from the fight, we never can get into it because we're afraid of getting hit. But just because you get hit doesn't mean you're knocked out. Right? In fact, the, the fact that that thing showed up may be just what you need to wake you up and get you on the start. Now, once I did get hit, a little ball of hate. I ran up on people's neck and shoulder. Because, you know, you can't fight them straight up when you're this tall. Like, you swing it at people's knees. You have to climb up on people. Never seen that before, have you? Okay. Well, I'd have to. Everybody was. A, anyway, praise God. I was David. Bow your heads. Y'all are so holy. feel like I may have lowered some of y'all's credit score. Came to church. He was a 720 leaving out of here at 500. Okay. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed. Father, we just pray. I thank you for each and every person here, Lord. Uh, Father, we want to see Jesus. We got to see Jesus in some areas of my life that even if I'm sitting here and I heard the pastor may have some issues, I do too. So, Father, I need to see you in these areas of my life. I need to see you in these areas where I can't tell anybody that I'm hurting myself. I feel defeated. I feel like I'm a nobody. I, I feel all these things that are not in the Bible about me. So Lord, if I can just see you right now in that place and in that area of my life, if I could just see you in my words to communicate to my family, to my loved ones, to my job and, and areas that have been just tough, Lord God, if I can just see Jesus, Lord, I know it's, it's going to be all right. I just desire to believe. I thank you, Jesus, that the current problem that's showed up in my life is not going to show me around. I'm going to show that thing what I believe. And I believe in the King of kings and Lord of lords. I believe that my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. I believe that no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. That if God is for me, who can be against me? Greater is he that's within me than he that is within the world. That they will know me by the words of my testimony, Lord God. People will be changed. Lord Jesus, I, I believe, I believe I'm going to see Jesus in my current situation. I don't know how we got here financially, but I'm going to see Jesus in my finances. Lord, if my family can just see what I feel about them and know how much I desire, to love them and take care of them if they could just see it Lord Jesus if I could learn to see me like you see me again and again and again Lord that I want to know that I know that it has been through you all things are possible and Father we just thank you Lord God we we use our faith use our faith we never let it go we know what little bit we have may be the only fire keeping the enemy away so, Lord, we thank you. We keep that assignment and speak life at all times. Lord, we thank you for watching over us and, and taking us throughout and bringing us back. And, Lord, that we will give you all the glory. 
In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen.